Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who would explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgenby. How to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. John 7, the verse number 37. John 7, the verse number 37. He said, in the last day, that great day of feast, Jesus stood and cried, and saying, if any man test, let him come unto me and drink. If any man test, any man, if any man test, let him come unto me and drink. And then the verse number 38 said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Then the verse number 39 said, But this spoke he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. This spoke he of the Spirit, that they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Hallelujah. Now, you read the scripture, you realize that the Holy Spirit, God is ready to release the Holy Spirit to everybody. If only anybody can believe. If only anybody can believe. So, from the beginning of this meeting, we've made a particular statement consistent that Jesus is the gift of God to the world and the Holy Spirit is the gift of God to the church. The Holy Spirit is the gift of God to the church. Hallelujah. Now, in the Old Testament, men got filled by the Holy Spirit. Take very good notice of it. In the Old Testament, men got filled by the Holy Spirit. But in the New Testament, men are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Now, when you look at Exodus 28, the verse number 3, Exodus 28, the verse number 3. The Bible says that. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garment to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. You look at the same scripture, Exodus 35, the verse number 31. Exodus 35, 31 said, and he had filled him with the spirit of God. In the Old Testament, men were not born again to carry the Holy Ghost. Men didn't have a regenerated spirit which had that capacity within which the Holy Ghost could dwell. But for the work of God to be done, the Holy Spirit, there is something mysterious about the Holy Spirit I want you to understand this night. The Holy Spirit can come to you holy. Okay? Can relate with you holy. 
And the same Holy Spirit can also relate with you partially. What do I want to mean? You may not have his fullness, but you may have his virtue. So the Bible says that he filled them with a spirit of wisdom. That means that the manifestation of God's spirit in wisdom was made known unto the children who were supposed to design the priesthood garment. God needed to release the spirit of wisdom so strong upon them that they may know how to put things right. Hallelujah. And this was what was happening to the children of Israel. You realize that they couldn't carry the Holy Spirit in person, but they had a portion of him, his virtues, in operation. And even that, at certain seasons, and after the purpose of God is fulfilled, it's lifted. It's lifted. Hallelujah. But the New Testament believer is a strange person. A strange personality. The New Testament believer, when I sit back and try to understand, I can't understand myself. Now, the truth concerning the New Testament believer is so huge, too huge, that you cannot believe it by your carnal mind. That's why you need the spirit of grace <laughs> to make things known to you, to help you understand the things which are freely given. The things which are freely given are the manifestation or the demonstration of God's grace and we understood, which are actually the effects of his love. Hallelujah. For God so loved the word that he gave. He gave who? Jesus Christ. Who is what? Grace came by Jesus Christ. Who is grace? So, love gave birth to grace. Well understood. Amen. The New Testament believer has been designed in such a way that he has the capacity to carry the Holy Spirit. He has the ability to carry the whole of him. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit comes upon the people. They demonstrate what it must demonstrate. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit doesn't just come upon us. He doesn't just come upon us. The first thing that happens to a New Testament believer is that the Holy Spirit comes into us. He comes into us. The spirit which comes upon us, what it actually does is that he borrows our members and will pray through our members to fulfill God's purpose on earth. So the Holy Spirit can borrow your hand. That's when he comes upon you. He can borrow your hand. And when you lay it upon someone, the person gets healed. The Holy Spirit can borrow your lips. And as you speak, you speak intelligent words. Hallelujah. Could the Holy Spirit dwell in a donkey? Could the Holy Spirit dwell in a donkey? No. But when the need arose, a donkey spoke by the Spirit to a prophet. The Holy Ghost borrowed the lips and made it, <laughs> I mean, gave the donkey utterance and he spoke to the prophet. Hallelujah. I've made you aware that men are filled with the Holy Spirit and are to manifest his giftings, virtues from within. We are to manifest the giftings and virtues from within. When you look at Acts 2, the verse number 4. Acts 2, the verse number 4. Look at what the Bible says. It said, and they were all filled, not by the Spirit, but with the Holy Ghost. Not as 
or manifesting as the spirit of wisdom, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The completeness of the Holy Spirit came to fill them and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. Now, when the Holy Ghost gives you utterance, one thing you have to understand is that it is not compulsory. You are not under compulsion to utilize the utterance. You are not under compulsion to utilize the utterance. It is in your will and your choice to choose to go by what he has given or not to go by what he has given. But in the olden days, when the spirit comes upon them, at a certain time, the Bible says that then the spirit began to move something in the camp. They don't have control of themselves. The Holy Spirit wants his purpose so fulfilled that he takes hold of a human body and begins to pray through the members to bring the purpose of God to pass. But in the New Testament, we are actually partners with God. We are partners with God. So the Bible talks about the fellowship of the Spirit. So we have to come to, the Holy Spirit waits for us to come to that realm of agreement where we can agree with him concerning the matter he wants to achieve. So the utterance may be given, but it is up to you to make his of it. So the Bible said they began to speak. So the speaking was by their will. The utterance was by their, I mean, they chose to use the utterance. It was their will. They began to speak as the Holy Ghost did the supply. The Holy Ghost did the supply. They used the supply and they spoke forth. Hallelujah. So this is the nature of the new creation believer. You have been designed in such a way that you are to partner with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you completely, not in part. Now when the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you completely, the other thing you have to also understand is that at any point in time, according to the, the level of revelation and faith, you can manifest whatever the Old Testament believer had to manifest based on the come upon. Why? Because he's in you. And he's in you completely. He's in you completely. The Holy Spirit didn't come into you leaving his virtues up there. The Holy Spirit didn't come into you leaving his love up there. He came into you completely. He's in you completely. I don't know whether somebody understands what I'm teaching here. He's in you completely. And because he's in you completely, at any point in time, there is the need for you to tap into a certain virtue of the spirit. You have the capacity to assess it. You have the capacity to assess it and to make use of it at any point in time. Not to do showmanship. But for the fulfillment of the purpose of God on earth. As we were fellowshipping this morning, doctor said something about a man, Dr. Crawford. Dr. Crawford is Apostle's father. Met in India. And just this year, not, it's not history. I, I mean, I'm talking about something which is going on. And this is a man who preaches in the villages in India. On every Sunday, he preaches in many villages in, on Sunday mornings. And one, one village can be here, and after preaching, you have to travel from here, maybe to across or to even Accra to preach in the next village. 
how many villages can you preach in a day? So you know what happens? It's amazing what the Holy Spirit does. This man will be preaching here. Maybe 30 minutes he'll be preaching. The moment he finishes the preaching in this village and prays the closing prayer, Father, thank you for the word that has been shared powerfully in Jesus' name. By the time the people open their eyes, he's vanished. And then he appears in the next village and then begins to preach. By the time he finishes, he's vanished to the next village. Finishes, he vanished to the next village. They were all asking how. I mean, what's happening? And we're all desiring that this thing happens to us. Then I was like, what would be the necessity when it happens to us? What would be the necessity? How many villages do we preach in a year in Ghana? How many people do you speak to in a day? Then I was telling them, I said, I believe that the manifestation of spiritual giftings, sometimes the Holy Spirit does not permit us to tap into some areas because not just the abuse of it, but it may end up destroying us, making us arrogant and proud. Because because of the abundance of revelation, Paul almost entered into pride and arrogance. And the Lord had to place a weakness, a challenge. The Lord had to send a messenger into his body to, to humble him. And the Bible says he saw the Lord three times on that matter. And God said, Paul, I'm not coming to take off that thing, but my strength is made perfect in that weakness. I'll just perfect myself in that weakness. God was telling Paul that at any point in time the weakness rises, it is a note for you to remember that I am your strength. You will look up to me. You will not, because it is very easy for you to become some way. It is very, very easy. If somebody is preaching in 20 villages in two hours, which aeroplane will carry him round? He needs what? Divine or spiritual what? Transportation. Spiritual transportation. It is not story, true story. We are telling you something which is, it's not like it has happened before. It is regular every week. It happens every week in that man's life. He moves about. Pa, pa, pa. Just like that. May you get to that realm. But that man has got it to a point that he has exhausted the virtues of the spirit. I mean, he has made so much use of the virtues of the spirit and maximized to the point that now he needs, he needs to be transported so that he can do the supplying of the spirit better. So that he can do the supplying of the spirit better. He said, let him that is thirsty come unto me. You approach him with what? With test. Let him that is thirsty come unto me. Say the Holy Spirit is in me. Somebody say the Holy Spirit is in me. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, the verse number 18. He said, and be not drunk with wine, 
wherein is excess, but be filled with a spirit. Now, before we continue, I want you to understand something. That when you are a believer, the day you get born again, something happens to you. We call it the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. We call it the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. When you give your life to Christ, the Holy Ghost comes to dwell in you. He comes to dwell in you. And there are many reasons why he comes to dwell in you. Number one, the Holy Ghost comes to dwell in you to help you. He wants to teach you from within by uttering your passion and working on your conscience, bringing you to a point where you will begin to have likes and passion for the things of God, things which are truly meant for you. Amen. And then number two, the Holy Ghost comes to dwell in you because he's released as, a, as the seal of God for you. Now, the seal of God, the word seal means ring. Or, it's like somebody taking, somebody traveling and taking a most treasured possession and promising you that I'm going, but I'll come back. So please, in order for you to know I'll come back, please keep this thing. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us by Jesus Christ to let us know that he's coming back. The Bible says in John, I think 2022, let's look at what it said. John 2022. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. When he has said it, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And they truly did what? Receive. Is there any scripture? 23. Let me see what's there. He said, Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Have you activated even this power? Do you know you can, you can forgive sins? Hard to believe. You are just like the Pharisees. When Jesus told the cripple, your sins are forgiven and they had trouble. Is that whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted. They are remitted. Why? Because you are partner with God. You are partner with God. He said, whatsoever ye bind on earth, it's not going to be bound. It is already bound in heaven. So whatever we activate is a done deal in heaven. God supports us. God supports us. He said, I'm the Lord that created the fruit of the lips. What's the meaning? When we speak some things which are not even in view, God brings it to pass in order to honor the child. He creates the fruit of the lips. He said, Father, glorify the time is due. Glorify thy son, that thy son may glorify you. And that's the beauty of the prophetic ministry. The prophetic ministry, apart from the fact that they have the mandate to, to pick up signals from the Lord, or what is he, they make it known unto this. There are certain times they actually <laughs> release something according to their spirit as they are led by the spirit and the Holy Ghost backs it. The Holy Ghost just backs it and brings it to pass. So at a certain point in time, a person like Paul could say that this is according to my gospel. He could preach and say this is according to what? My gospel. And God, the Holy Ghost confirmed it. He said yes, it is qualified to be in the Bible. Let it be in the Bible. Let men learn. And let men learn. 
you must understand all these things. Jesus breathed upon them and told them that they should receive the spirit and they truly received. And after Jesus had gone, in the book of Acts, the chapter number two, the Bible said that, and they were all filled when the Holy Ghost came. And they were all filled. Does it mean that the first one didn't really work? It worked. But when it comes to the infilling of the Holy Spirit, one can be filled and be filled and be filled and be filled again. Because the infilling of the Holy Spirit, God's target is to fill you till overflow. Why? Because God wants to create river out of you. He wants to create river out of you. He said there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The river that flows out of you, that is the river that affects other believers. That is the river that other, becomes other source of, I mean, source of water for other people. God wants to create river out of you. He said, let them come unto me, those who are thirsty, and drink. And drink. For out of their belly, he says, shall do what? Shall flow. Rivers of living waters. Rivers of living waters. So it is important for a believer to be filled and be filled and be filled and be filled because in the infilling is actually the power. In the infilling is actually the power. But in the indwelling is the character. The current is actually found in the infilling. For you to see an active Christian for you to see a going Christian, a powerful Christian, he must be a Christian who is filled and filled. The initial infilling would activate your tongue. Will release boldness. There are some basic things the Holy Spirit released into our life initially. One of them is boldness. The love for the cross. You begin to talk about the word of God so powerfully. He said, ye shall be filled and ye shall receive power. And you will become witness of me. You become witness of me. There are two witnesses that the Lord has called us to be. One, we are the ones to declare what we have seen. And number two, we are the ones to be used as the evidence of his work. These are the two nature of witness you have been called to be. When you go to court and they say, what is your witness? I can just pick a book and say, this is my witness. So the book is a witness. They can call you, who is your witness? I can call and then he can come and say what he saw. But a believer is the two of them. You are the witness and you are supposed to be witness. And this is by the Holy Spirit. You can never witness until you are in field. They knew Jesus so well. They saw the transfiguration. They saw the miracles. They saw the power. They were there when he was dying on the cross. Everything. But they went running. They went hiding. But when the Holy Ghost came upon them and fell them, after Jesus had breathed upon them and they received the Spirit, and the Holy Ghost fell upon them, what happened? Now Peter broke out and started speaking. He spoke boldly. Why? The river has started. 
the river has started flowing. Beloved, if we can make impact in our families, if we can make impact in our community, we shouldn't be satisfied just having the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. We shouldn't be satisfied just coming to church and closing and going home. But we should desire to be filled and filled again. We should desire to be filled to overflow because it is the point of overflowing that there will be the flow. We should desire. We should desire. We should desire. The power of the, of the river is that when it begins to flow, when there's a flow, it will either outflow you, overflow you, or just meander its way around you. You can't block it. You try blocking it, it creates a dam. And the problem is that you are just raising a different force for yourself. Because as the dam gets stronger and the storage gets stronger and stronger, the current of the river is piling. When the dam is broken, you'll be surprised the rush at which and the gas at which the river will flow. So when the Holy Spirit begins to fill one and fill you and fill you and fill you until overflow, the current that will begin to flow, everybody will hear about you. Everybody. Everybody. So the Bible says that, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. It means that until they were filled, they couldn't begin. They couldn't begin. They couldn't begin. We're talking about the revival of the Lord. We're talking about whatever. We're talking about anything. <laughs> we need a infilling. We need to be filled. And be filled 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 again. Say, Lord, I need it. Say, Lord, fill me up. Say, Lord, fill me up. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go back to Ephesians. The chapter number five. He said, and be not drunk with wine. And be not drunk with wine. Hmm. Paul was speaking to the Ephesian church. The Ephesian church was a spirit-filled church. It was a spirit-filled church. But Paul was pushing the infilling to another realm. Because when you look at the book of Ezekiel, the Bible makes us understand that there are levels in the infilling. There is a new level I mean, the ankle level, there's a knee level, there's the waist level, and there's a, the, the level where you cannot swim across. There's that level. But that is the Old Testament way. I said, that's the word. The Old Testament way. Why? Because in the Old Testament, or with, in the Old Testament, the river had to flow outside for men to jump in, to flow along. But in the New Testament, the river must flow from inside. We create the current of the river. We create the current of, we determine the tempo. We determine the pace. We tell. It comes from within. It's from within. It's from us. We generate that current. By the Old Testament, you know what he said? He said the angel took, measured, and then it was, and went forward, measured, and then it was, went forward, measured. No, 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 no. <laughs> no angel. Angels don't have permit to enter into us. They don't go into us. No, it's the Holy Ghost that has permit to enter into us and make use of us. Hallelujah. So they can't go inside and go and measure inside. So when it comes to the New Testament believer, he actually generates what? 
the current. You generate the current. <laughs> Some of you, your current, your river is not really turning the turbines well. But, but tonight, may the Holy Ghost begin to stir. May he begin to stir in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. What Paul was trying to tell them that apart from this level of infilling that you have, that you are enjoying, there is another realm of feeling where you can come and that realm of feeling you are not in charge of yourself again. Just as wine controls the individual, at that realm, the spirit controls you. At that realm, the spirit controls you. Beloved, if you will tell the truth, you will realize that there are certain times in your life when you sense the infilling is so strong. Those times, nobody tells you to sing a hymn. Nobody tells you to worship the Lord. Nobody tells you to praise God. Nobody tells you to come to church early. Nobody tells you to lift up, I mean, read your Bible. You realize that you do these things and you just do them with ease. You just do them with ease. But when the infilling is not too strong, it's just like somebody who has just sipped an alcohol. It doesn't have control over you. But you must come to the point where you'll be filled and get to the point where you'll be filled like you are drunk. You must be filled like you are drunk. And what happened? The verse number 19. Look at it very careful. Speaking to yourselves. Is it not only a drunkard that will be walking about and be speaking to himself? It's not only a drunkard. <laughs> speaking to yourself. And you meet a person, it's as though he's mad. The Bible says that there is a realm in the spirit where we come. Where at that point in time, we don't even choose when we want to speak. We just speak. We just keep speaking. He says, speaking to yourself in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. And that is what I'm talking about. It's a realm that you don't wait for a worship leader to lift a song before you begin to respond. You are just in worship all the time. Small Libra Catalabashata, Lobrocoto. Small that you are reading a scripture. Small no, that you are saying something. Small no, you want to say something. Speaking to yourselves. It is another realm. So Paul was introducing the church to that realm. To that realm. Where you get so intoxicated by the Holy Spirit. He said, making melodies in your heart to the Lord. Making melodies in your heart to the Lord. Then look at what he said. He said, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The next verse says, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Then he said, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Then 16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Then 17 says, wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? That you may be filled. That you may be filled. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. That means that you lacking understanding of the will of God is actually a habit of walking in what? Foolishness. There's a difference between knowing the will of God and understanding the will of God. One that understands the will of God is a wise man. 
Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse number 18. Then he said, and be not drunk with wine wherein is essence, but be filled with the spirit. He said, as I was preparing, I was just like, Lord, am I really competent to preach you? <laughs> right from the beginning, I've always had an attitude of anytime I'm invited to any church to teach on the Holy Spirit, I tell him, go and teach yourself. I will only give you a vessel. He's too, he's, he's too some way, too mighty that you can't teach him. He has to always express himself. So many a times, I always love the expression of himself so that you will know him practically for yourself. And many a times, I love to teach him according to how he has dealt with me. Because there is much to him than how he deals with me. Much. I'm telling you. There are times I meet some people and the way they would live with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, I get very, very surprised. I see that, no, no, I've, I've not, I've not, I've not arrived. I've not arrived. The Holy Spirit expects us to grow in every area of him. To be able to touch every area of him. Not to only grow in wisdom, but we must also advance in humility. We must also advance in love. We must also advance in all the purities that are in him, all the virtues that are in him. Now, listen to me very careful. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is also the increase of his personality in us. The increase of his personality in us. The Holy Spirit is a person, it's not water. At a certain time, he operates like water. At a certain time, he operates like a dove. At a certain time, he operates <laughs> like a wind. And that's what you have to understand. So, when we talk about his infilling or his increase, it's as though we are pouring water upon water. It's as though we are pouring water upon water. And then the volume of him is increasing. It's increasing. Mind you, the Holy Spirit is all things in all things. It's all things. The Bible says he works all things in all. It's all things in what? In all things. So the Holy Spirit can occupy everything. He can be everything. He can be solid. He can be gas. He can be liquid. He can be space. He can be a matter. That's one thing about the Holy Spirit. He's the matter of God and he's the space of God. He's the space of God. He's the space in which God dwells. And he's the substance that proves who God is. So the Holy Spirit, look, we need to just know him. We just need to know the Holy Spirit. We can't, we can't do less as a church and as a, as a Christian. You can't do less. As you can do what? You can do less. You just have to know him. We just have to know him. We just have to know the Holy Ghost. We just have to know the Holy Ghost. If Jesus can become like a rock in the wilderness, and Moses will hit the rock, and they never knew if he was Christ. The rock Moses was hitting was Christ. What can the Holy Ghost become? What can't the Holy Ghost become? What can't the Holy Ghost become? A great man of God, <laughs> Prophet Manasseh, said one day, he was praying, and the Holy Spirit entered his room. When the Holy Spirit entered his room, 
he saw the, he saw a person. He saw a person. He said, for all those why he thought the Holy Spirit was a certain moving wind and power of God. And here the Spirit tells us he is so much in love to make himself known to us. When we are coming to preach, we, we want to call on him. When we want to go and lay hands, we want to call on him. When we want to heal the sick, we want to say Holy Ghost. Now Holy Ghost. Now Holy Ghost. Don't let us end with him as a theoretical thing in our mind. Give him a place in your life. I was surprised to have heard Pastor Chris made a statement that the Holy Spirit is the person he speaks to most in this, in this world. He said he doesn't talk to people as frequent as he speaks to the Holy Ghost. He said no man can say that. He said he speaks to the Holy Ghost more than he speaks to human beings. Any human being. Any human being. And he used the word any. It means including his wife. As the power of God, and according to him, when he read the Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn, then he understood that the Holy Ghost is a person. So from the day he understood the Holy Ghost as a person, his ministry changed, his life changed, and that is what I'm seeking for you. That you come to that realm of knowing the Holy Ghost as a person. the spirit realm. Listen to me. God doesn't live in the spirit realm because he created all realms. God lives in the Holy Spirit. So the realm of God is the Holy Ghost. What pleased the Father is to see us operating in this realm. So what I'm saying is that what pleased the Father is to see us operating in the Holy Ghost. Everything, everything we are doing, we can offer them through the eternal spirit. We can offer them through the eternal spirit. Everything. Beloved, from the beginning, you can start thinking or you can start acquiring it by the spirit of knowledge. You can start applying it by the spirit of wisdom. You can take counsel from the spirit of counsel. You can offer it through the eternal spirit. You can walk according to the spirit of holiness. You can do it by the spirit of grace. So you can do everything by the spirit. You can do everything by the spirit. That's with what? Consciousness. Consciously. Consciously. Be conscious. Be conscious of him. You are traveling in a car. Be, be conscious of him. You see, there are some things that when you do, it will bring the consciousness of the Holy Spirit to you. And one of the things is the kind of songs you listen to. So if you will cry no one. As you are you are traveling. And you can hear a song like You have opened my eyes You have opened my eyes Holy Spirit It brings that consciousness back to you Hallelujah So how do I get filled? I've been waiting for it You see, this whole thing about infilling Has got to do with the fellowship of the Spirit It has got to do with what? The fellowship of the Spirit 
2 Corinthians 13 14. 2 Corinthians 13 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost. The word communion means the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. The word communion also means the participation of the Holy Ghost. The word communion also means the partnership of the Holy Ghost. In the Greek, that is known as what? The kononion. And the kononion of the Holy Ghost. Be with you all. Be with you all. Other versions will say, be with you now and forever more. The whole thing has got to do with what? Fellowship of the Spirit. Number one, fellowshipping in prayer. Fellowshipping in prayer. Fellowshipping in prayer. Acts 4.31 If I let's start from Acts 2.4 Acts 2.4 Acts 2.4 He said, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them all trance. But before them, let's start from the verse number 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Two, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and three said then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire and one set upon each other and then they were all filled they were together fellowshipping in what in prayer fellowshipping in prayer when we talk about praying one of the mightiest way we have said it over this week over and over is to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, what you are actually doing is that you are relating with the Holy Spirit. You are relating with the Holy Spirit. He's pouring himself into your spirit and making your spirit release utterances. He said, they opened their mouth and began to speak even as the Spirit gave. Are you getting it? So the Spirit begins to release himself. Release himself. Release himself as you are speaking. The spirit will be releasing, releasing. By the time you finish, you are full of him. By the time you finish, you are full of him. The prayer must not necessarily be long. It just has to be real. It's all about making sure you have touched the Lord. There are times you can pray 15 minutes and you feel very refreshed and very strong. And there are times you can pray 14 hours and you feel stressed. You feel very, very stressed. God will reward you for your labor. But there is a certain refreshing that comes from getting connected, touching the Lord. And that is when you pray and your prayer is so real. It's not that kind where you come to church. Or you get up in the morning. There's one charge, you know. It's not about that. It's not about that. You see, we have that prayer that you tap it from here. You pick it from here. You see, they shall look unto him. As a woman looks unto the sun. 
they shall look unto him who was pierced. internal issues. And that happens when the spirit of grace and what? Supplication has been released. You pick it from here. Sometimes you don't even you can't even start it with noise. You can't even be too loud. You can't even be too loud. You can't even be too loud. It boils. It is only certain times that before you realize it's increasing. It's increasing. It's increasing. Especially when the Holy Spirit picks you and takes you into warfare in the realm of the spirit. And sometimes you may not even be aware. You realize that your prayer intensity gets higher, your voice gets louder. And you, you yourself, you realize that you are not in charge. He takes authority. We call it the glossolalia. Glossolalia. It has power. It supplies the spirit. It causes you to walk in realms you have no idea. It is the Holy Spirit pouring himself strategically according to the exact plan. So when you pray in tongues, you don't miss targets. He pours himself and pours himself and pours himself. <laughs> you know how it is. It's just like a woman who feeds a baby. The moment the baby is full, the rest is yours. Is that not it? The rest is yours. So you get filled. <laughs> you get filled right now. He pours himself. So pray. You must pray. You must allow it to work. You must allow it to flow. You must pray in tongues more every time, everywhere, pray in tongues. Beloved, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. Pray in tongues. That means I'm putting all of you together and the way you pray in tongues together, I pour, I pray in tongues more than all of you. How, what, what can you say in your understanding? What can you say? He said, he said, what we have to pray for, we don't even know. And how we have to pray for what we don't even know. We don't know the, we don't know the heart. And even if he tells us, it is a book. How to pray for the book, I don't know. But I said, the Spirit Himself, the Holy Ghost Himself, He said, the Holy Spirit Himself, He said, the Holy Spirit Himself, He shall help you. He will bear your infirmity. And what is that infirmity? We not knowing what to pray for and how to pray for. That is the infirmity of prayer. That is the real infirmity of prayer. So to be filled in the Holy Spirit, you must learn how to pray in tongues. You must learn how to pray in tongues. You must, you must allow it to flow. You must fire it. You must pour it out. You must release it. Release it. Release it. Release it. Release it, release it at all times. Release it at all times. Release it at all times. for the verse number 31. Ask for the verse number 31. The scripture said, and when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were assembled together and they were all filled. And when they had what? They had prayed. And when they had prayed, these were the same people who were filled earlier on. Is that not it? They were filled in Acts 2, verse 4. And in Acts 4, 31, they are filled again. 
Now look at what happened. And they, they spoke the word of God. With what? Boldness. Let's go on. And multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. They were so filled that they had so much of love. They had so much of compassion. They were so united together. Why? They spent time in prayer. Today, you see, when we were coming up, if there is any issue that begins to worry us, we go into prayer. But today, they go into prophetic. We go into prayer. So by the time we are coming out, we are not only coming out with the answered prayer, we also come out filled. We also come out filled. We go for all night. We didn't boss God in formulas and from I mean formats and gave God time. Every time is his time, and we are just using some. We were just using some. So I kept telling people, I'm a full-time Christian and part-time anything. Just using some. So you will come out. We go for meetings like this. We close. And some of us leave the next day. Because we feel we must stay in and push more. And that's why today we are where we are today. And even this point, we are just passing. It's a place we are just passing. It's not, it's not a destination. We are just passing. They were all filled. You shall be filled in the name of Jesus. I say you shall be filled in the name of Jesus Christ. The other way to fellowship is by the word. Very powerful. Hmm. Very, very, very powerful. Fellowshipping with the totality of the word of God. Fellowshipping with the totality of the word of God. Jesus said, the words that I speak, say they are life and they are spirit. The Bible said that, and when he spoke to me, the spirit entered me. When he spoke to me, the spirit entered me. For you to be filled, you can't ignore the word of God. For you to be filled, you cannot ignore the word of God. No, it's not possible. So there are a lot of Christians who love to go for fastings and prayer, go to Acha Mountains and pray 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 and they don't read the Bible. They don't read the Bible. They don't have time for the word of God. That, that, the Bible is a false balance. It's abomination unto the Lord. One can be falsely balanced with the right thing. Let me put it well, with a good thing. Falsely balanced. It is good to pray, but praying without the word is a false balance. And it gets God angry. It's an abomination. It's an abomination. Hallelujah. Spend time with the totality of the word. And I'm, I'm using the word totality of the word because when you look at Isaiah 55, the verse number 10, look at what the Bible says. There, is, there are two faces of the word of God. The Bible says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from the heaven and return not thither but watereth the earth and make it bring forth and bad that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Then he said in the verse number 11, so shall my word be. So shall my word be. 
you look at the scripture and he's talking about the future. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper. Somebody say it shall prosper. In that way unto I sent it. The word of God is in two fold. The logo of the word and the rim of the word. The logo is the inspired word of God. It was written by the inspiration of God. It's the document, the documented word of God. The rima is that word, that instant word that comes to one. That inspired word of the logo. The inspired logo that comes to one. The snow of the word is the logo. The rain of the word is the rima. The Bible says that, let this word of the Lord dwell in you what? Richly. The word word there is what? Logo. Let this logo of the Lord dwell in you richly. The indwelling of the word, the logo, is actually the snow. When snow falls, it doesn't fall as sweet. It falls in solid and then takes time to melt. And it waters the ground. So rain waters the ground. Snow waters the ground. But the rain waters faster. Snow takes time to water. But whatever it is, they all release some quantum of what? Of water. Is that not it? Some amount of what? Of water. And Jesus said, the words I speak, and these are all spoken words. They are his breath. The written word are the breath of God. They are his breath. These are all spoken words. The words I speak, they are life and they are spirit. And any point in time, the Lord begins to use water to indicate something in the word. He's talking about the spirit. So as you romance and relate and fellowship with the word, blessed times the Lord will give you rima. Rima will rise up and enter you. That's the reign of the word. It's an instant word. It's an instant word. As I'm preaching right now, the Lord can pick up rima and give it to many people. Some of you may pick only two words and that will carry you for your life. That is the rima of the word to you. But whatever be the case, don't be tired with the logo because it is the snow of the word. And one day, as it dwells in you richly, it will melt. How does it melt? By meditations. By meditations. You liquidify the solid word and it becomes more of the word. The amount of water, the volume of water in you. So, it is filling and filling and filling and filling and filling until it gets to what? The overflow. Until it gets to the overflow. One of the ways you will not be blessed reading the Bible is when you read the Bible. Listen to me very carefully. When you are reading the Bible because of something, because of preaching, I'm reading because I'm preparing my message. It doesn't bless you. It doesn't bless you. Anytime I finish preaching, I go listen to the message myself like you are listening to it. So that whatever blessing you receive, I also receive. It doesn't bless you. When you are reading the Bible because you want to know, it doesn't bless you. Many times you don't even know. But when you read the Bible because you love the Lord, <laughs> even what you don't want to know, you know. 
you don't want to know. There are people I've met and tried to know their names. Anytime I meet them, I ask them again, now, what is that your name? But there are people I love. Huh. I don't need to know their names. I, know, I even know their birthday. <laughs> I know their birthday. I can't forget. I can't, I can't, I can't. Can I forget your birthday? I can't forget. I can't forget. So we give the approach we give to the word of God is because of the love of God. We want to hear the master's voice. Enjoy reading the word of God. Enjoy. Today we're discussing the same. And I was asking him, I said, what if we have come to a point where you, you pick the Bible and you don't know where to read? And we all realize that it is a problem of every believer. It's my problem or it's one of my problems. Some of you think that people don't have problems. So it's everybody's problem. But, you see, you should, you should have a pattern. Okay? There is a way to read the Bible. There is a way to study the Bible. You can study the Bible by books. You can study the Bible. You can, you must, as a Christian, you must make a plan to know the whole of the word. Amen. You must make a plan to know the whole of the word. Though I'm, I'm reading the Bible, I went today like this. I went back. Because I'm taking you strategies. I'm planning my new life with the Holy Spirit. The way I want to walk with him this time. I just, I, I'm, I, I'm just having my plans. So I went to do new downloads. This, that, that, that. I'm preparing new plan, Bible plan of reading. You can do character study. Take characters in the Bible. Take the lifestyle of Jesus and begin to study upon it. It's a way of reading with purpose. Okay? You follow something. Okay, I want to know Jesus. This, I want to know my Lord. I want to do this. And, and the love of God is moving you through the word. You can read with the aim of I want to know the word. It's just the word of God. I want to know from Genesis to Revelation. You can do that. You can do that. Apart from character study, you can do what we call word study. Word study. You meet a word like supply of the spirit. I want to know about it. They begin to search through the Bible. When first was it called? And what did it mean? What did it imply? Because you must understand the law of first mention. And they begin to study. By the time you realize Sometimes you may be even be reading without writing. And by the time you realize the things you know, you'll be shocked. Many other things I preach, I many a time, if I bring him, you'll be surprised that I'm talking plenty like this. Sometimes I can write three statements and I can talk three hours. I can talk three hours. Why? Because as you are teaching, the Holy Spirit begins to draw out of your rich well. You must fill the well. He picks it up. When people call me, man of God, please, we want you to come and do this program for us. What is your team? Our, our team is the rising of the Lord. The man you say the rising of the Lord, the moment you mention the team, the Holy Spirit begins to pull straight. Rising of the Lord. Oh, really? The rising of the Lord. Oh, really? The rising of the Lord. Okay. So, asking which area do you want? What are you looking at? What's your objective? At the end of the day, what do you want to achieve? I find out all those things. But the meeting is not my meeting. It's your meeting. And you have an objective. By the time they finish, you have the word. But if there's nothing in you, he says he shall remind you of all things. He shall remind you of all things. So you must have something you know that you are forgotten. You must have something you know you are forgotten so that he will have something to remind you of. Pack yourself with the snow of the word. I said what? Pack yourself 
You have come to church, you have not heard a rima. God has not spoken any wild word to you. You have not heard any direct word. Back yourself. He said that day. Look at what he said. Please say it. Good. He said, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. He said what? It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper. That means that the snow of the word and the rain of the word, they all prosper. They, they all prosper. Yes, that the timings are different. The timings are different. Have you do realize that something that came up lately in your life, the Holy Spirit picked a word you read many years, you read many years ago and brought it to you as an answer? Pack yourself. Because as you pack yourself, let the word of the Lord be dwelling richly. The snow begins to melt and your water content begins to increase. Your water content begins to increase. Because anytime snow melts, it begins to create flowing streams and rivers. It begins to create flowing stream. It even causes erosion. When snow melts, it causes erosion. It causes erosion. It creates paths. It creates marks. It leaves, it leaves indelible marks. Pack yourself. It is not exciting. Sometimes I'm, it's the truth. I'm telling you. It's the truth. It's the truth. It is not exciting sometimes reading the Bible. It is not. It is just one one being a two the beer. No when you have to one quotation be no one when you have to but in general sense it looks boring. But we endure. We keep we keep going. We keep pushing. We keep going. A handwriting appeared on the wall and wrote on the wall. The king didn't understand. He sought for people to come and interpret it. You must keep pushing. You must keep going. must keep going. Hallelujah. When Jesus came, he read, he read scriptures. He read scriptures. As much as he heard from the Lord. He said, what I hear. At the same time, he read. The Bible says he read. He read. He went there and took the scroll and started reading. He read. So you to read. Blessed are they that read these words of prophecy. Revelation 1-3. You to read. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's the snow of the word. The snow of the word. It will one day thaw. It will melt. And when it melts, it will flood. When it melts, it will flood. Love the word. For when he spoke the word, the spirit entered me. And he said what? It lifted me upon my feet. It lifted me upon my feet. When he spoke the word, the spirit entered me. He said, I was weak, I was down. I couldn't lift my head. But when he spoke the word, when he spoke the word, when he spoke the word, every spoken word is a spiritual. The words I speak, the words I speak, the words I speak. So if you want the increase of the spirit, please stay with the word. Stay with the word. Let the Bible be your all. I give glory and I thank God for a, 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 the life of a man of God, a brother, Joshua Masakwe. He was a Liberian, one of the Liberian refugees who came to Ghana. And my mother took him in to stay in our house. And he ended up becoming born again. And he started pursuing the Lord. He pursued the Lord. And I, he was working at the sawmills. And every day, I wasn't born again when he was born again. He came to be born again in my house. And me, I said, son, I was not born again. And one day I asked him, 
why do you carry Bible to check? I mean, work every day. He said, every break time, I read it. Every break time. In no time, this guy became so powerful, so mighty, working the works of God so mightily. As I'm talking to you right now, he has a vibrant church in, uh, what's his name? Liberia camp. This is a minister's son in Liberia. And when the work came, he became nobody in Ghana. But today, he's the minister of God. He's the minister of God. He loved the word. And I learned that thing from him. I didn't know how to, I didn't like reading the Bible, but I made sure my Gideon Bible was always in my pocket. Because I know Joshua Masakwe has his Bible in his pocket. So, one day, I started going the attitude of reading the Bible. Oh, it was very, very easy. You don't have an excuse, beloved. We don't have an excuse. Your phone can carry the word. Your pocket can carry the word. Your head can carry the word. You don't have an, your laptop can carry the word. You don't have an excuse. You don't have an excuse. Let's start pushing word into our spirit. Let's flash our secularity from our life and concentrate on the word. Because I see God raising a mighty person, but it's by the word. You are the next online. I say you are the next online. You are the next online. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Look at Act 2, the verse number 42. Let's, let's look at something there. Acts 2, the verse number 42. Acts 2, the verse number 42. He said, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Acts 2. They continued. So then you can see the key where it's coming from. They continued. Wherever the word of God is, go for it. In the church, preaching, go for it. Sunday school, go for it. Quiet time, go for it. Whatever it is, go for it. You are not a fool. You are rather wise. I read a scripture in John 2 and I was shocked when Jesus went to the wedding. There was no wine. What's the symbol of the wine? The Holy Ghost. The symbol of the wine, the Holy Ghost. He said, there's no wine. He said, fill the pot with water. What is water? They're washing away by the word. Fill the pot with water. What is the pot? There's an earthen vessel. Fill the pot with water. The Bible said that afterwards he said he didn't pray because the word you don't need to pray to let it become oh labashatala. You he didn't pray, he said, fetch it. And when they fetched it, it was wine, tasty wine. It was tasty wine. It was tasty wine. Have it. Don't see the Bible as a boring book. Fill the pot. You are the pot. Fill the pot with water. Fill the pot with water. The day of the fetching is coming. And I see somebody fetching a sweet wine. I said the day of the fetching is coming. And I see somebody fetching a sweet wine. Fill the pot with water. Fill it. Fill it. Fill it with water. 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 It to be a sweet wine. I tell you, I said to be a sweet wine. I said to be a sweet wine. In the name of Jesus Christ. Fill it 
with water. Fill the pot with water. Fill the pot with water. Fill the pot with water. We are talking about fill it. Fill the pot with water. Fill the pot. Fill the pot. Fill it. Fill it. Fill it. Fill the pot. Beloved, this is the way. Fellowshipping. 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 The more you fellowship with somebody, you become more of him and he becomes more of you. Fellowshipping. 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 Fellowshipping prayer. Fellowshipping fastings. Fellowshipping the word. Fellowship with the liquid of the word and the solid of the word. Fellowship. 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 Many of the things we are able to do today, it wasn't like we planned to do them. It wasn't like we had planned that one day we would do it. It wasn't like that. We're just loving the Lord. We're just moving. We're just moving. Before we realize we have arrived where we are. The next thing is the laying on of hands. As we lay hands on you. Acts, Acts 9, the verse number 17. Acts 9, the verse number 17. He said, And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, putting his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou cometh, has sent me that thou might receive thy sight and be filled. And be filled. So he laid hands. He laid hands. Sometimes when we place our hands on you, we release things anyway we don't have idea of. If I can lay my hands on you and you can be sick, I can lay my hands on you and you may receive something. My father in the Lord called to me one day. He said, kneel down. He laid hands on me and lifted it. And when I got up and I picked the Bible, I saw the Bible speaking to me. I had open Bible. I started understanding the word of God just like that. Just by the laying on of hands. But you see that all you don't honor can't work for you. It can't work for you. Just by the laying of hands. Be filled. Be filled. Bishop God was listening to tape. And the spirit, the spirit left the, the tape and entered him. That was the Holy Spirit. That was a level of infilling. And a voice told him, now you can teach. And that was how he left his medical field and went into ministry. Listening to preaching. Sometimes we tell you, go to the back, go to the back. He said that's preaching. He had listened to it almost a thousand times. Every day, every day. He knows everything about it, but he kept listening. But Papa came again. And one day whilst he was listening, he, he left the hospital and came to his small room and the tape was playing and was listening. So all of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord lifted himself and entered him from the tape. I was reading a book following the plan of God. I have had that experience three times. Exploiting ministry. I was reading it. I received it. Increased faith. I was reading it. I received it. Following the plan of God, I was reading it. I said, Fill the pot with water. Don't be lazy. Don't, don't be lazy. <laughs> See, the lazy man will say there is a lion on the way. You will not move a step, you will remain where you are. Fill the pot with water. You see what's going to happen if you shall be faithful and pursue what we are releasing into your spirit. You'll be very, very surprised. What's going to happen to your life? 
and what the Lord is going to use you to do in the city. Lift your two hands to heaven and begin to pray in the spirit. Come on, begin to pray in the spirit. As you are praying the Holy Ghost, you are increasing. And be not drunk with wine wherein is essence, but be filled with a spirit. Beloved, you have him already in you, but the increase thereof is up to you. The increase of him thereof is up to you. Fill the pot with water. Fill the pot with water. We shall not be tired, we shall not be lazy. You will not be tired and you will not be lazy. 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 You will wake up in the night. You will wake up in at dawn in the afternoon. In the morning, in the evening, you will not be lazy. You will not be lazy. The purpose of God concerning your life. Beloved, you must get to the river state so that nothing can block the flow. You will flow and make your way and get to where the Lord has purpose for you. You will not be lazy. Pray with the consciousness. Be conscious of him. 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 Receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. In another dimension, receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And after he has spoken, he breathed upon them and said, Receive the Spirit. This is what you need. I say, Receive the infilling in the name of Jesus. Release yourself upon your people. Release yourself upon your people. Mightily. 
mighty the Lord, 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 mighty the Lord. Shantala bakata la lai, ora ba 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 ba. Shantala bakata la bakata da bakata. Shantala ba 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 bakata la bakosha bakata. Sheta lebra kosha tala bakata la bakata. Zikrastora kata krakata usha bakata. Kandala ba shantala ba 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 ba. Hey, mightily, mightily Lord, mightily Lord. Mightily, 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 mightily. I need you, mightily, Holy Spirit. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need more, 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 more of you. As this word has come, let the Spirit enter your people. 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 And may they be lifted upon their feet. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ora basata la bakatai, kelebo shabranda sata hatai. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ora ba 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 ba. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The life is not going to be the same again. Some of your ministries are not going to be the same again. Karebo shatadare, rabashandarebo sheketelebo shabrada gadagreo shatai. Zigrasto brande gadoshan de grasta hatai. Li barabako brande katashon tazai. Sonda rekatasatale boshe. Hora baba 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 baba. Not because we want to demonstrate power to people, but because Lord, we want to be in your cause and your purpose. Li satido shekete. Rabashatai. We receive of you. Let him that is thirsty come to me and drink. May the test of the spirit be set in your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, Shanti Gadaso Krastai, Le Krasta Broshete, give you praise, Lord. Give you praise, Lord. The Lord will cause you to take territories. Yes. You, you, you don't try to channel the course of a river. If you try to channel the course of a river, you cause a flood. The infilling will cause you to even overcome. And rain and rule, even at your workplace, because he will demonstrate himself in wisdom and in knowledge so mightily as it was upon Joseph. Ah, ah, said the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.